Hello everyone, I'm back again with another episode of Select Superior. This is the third episode. I can't believe I've actually made it this far. But yeah, um, this week I had the absolute pleasure of speaking to Inez, who is a DJ from Glasgow, but she recently made a big move to London, which we speak about at length. She's an amazing DJ. She specialises a lot more in the kind of harder genres, if that's something you're into. Lots of pop edits, lots of doof, 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 you know, that good stuff. So yeah, we spoke a lot about that, about London, about being a woman in the industry. And also she has started up a collective called Powerpot, which is an amazing project which helps to kind of highlight um, female, queer, non-binary and trans DJs, not just in Glasgow but in and around the UK. So we also speak about that. There's a lot of stuff we speak about. But yeah, hope you enjoy and I'm going to be annoying again. But if you haven't already, if you could give me a cheeky wee five star rating on whatever platform you listen to me on, that would help a lot. Oh, also, I'm gloss. I never introduced myself. I, I can't do these intros or outros, but I still do them in case someone's listening. Okay, sorry, I'm ranting. Anyways, yeah, just give me a wee five star rating. It really helps a lot. And follow the podcast too on whatever platform you use because i think that helps too i don't really know and as always thanks for listening oh and also i've been forgetting to plug the instagram for this i feel like everyone who's listening to this is coming from instagram but if you're one of the people who's just found it somehow the instagram is select superior that's it same as the title of the potty so yeah give that a wee follow too it helps a lot share posts like posts common whatever so yeah let's enjoy this episode of select superior with inez right okay let me do my awkward introduction first okay (laughs) hi guys so i am here with inez thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me i'm excited i know this is so exciting for me too so i just wanted to start by initially asking how you first got into DJing? Uh, so it actually started during lockdown um, or just maybe like one or two months before lockdown um, started. A lot of um, like my friends and stuff and people that I knew were DJing and um, I was really, really interested in, like I loved all type of electronic music and um, they would always say to me like, you should start DJing because one of my favourite things to do was like go through um, playlists and like make playlists of all different genres and like I was obsessed with it um, so yeah I think I bought my decks like maybe like a month or two before lockdown but then it was really like the boredom and lockdown that just accelerated it because I was like got nothing else to do. <laughs> Might as well give it a go. Had you been thinking about it for a while DJ and was it something that always kind of been in the back of your mind? Not really to be honest it was quite like an impulsive decision as a lot of my decisions are um but yeah it was just because they were all like all my friends were like oh you've got such a good like knowledge of songs like you should you should just do it and then really randomly actually I posted it on my close friend's story like should I DJ and most people were like yeah you should do it but a couple people clicked no and that made me want to do it more because I was like well I'm determined (laughs) 
I'm going to show you all wrong. <laughs> that's when I was like, and that's when like, my full career just spiraled from that being like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Just actual content and like anger. You're like, this is yeah. for them. Those three people who said no. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting shaking their fists now like that. Yeah. Fucking should have said yeah. <laughs> that arthur meme <laughs> <laughs> your clenched fucking fist like i'm gonna get her <laughs> were you were you musical before this or was it just more you liked music yeah um so i've always been really really musical at school i did um music and drama as like my hires and i always wanted to do music production at college um but with like family pressures and stuff um i felt more like kind of pressured into going to uni so i I left, like, didn't go to college, went to uni instead, did a degree that I didn't really like. And then that was, like, something on the side where I could, like, get back into my musical side and, like, explore, like, my creative stuff as well. Yeah, like, a kind of output for you, like, just being like, okay, well, I'm having to fucking do this thing that I hate, but at least I can go home and, like, you know, go on the ones and twos. (laughs) (laughs) Just enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah. It's been, it was, yeah, it was just a kind of, like, outlet. Also, like, I don't know, just something different, something cool. And I feel like there weren't ma- that many, like, women DJs, and I was like, oh, this could be, like, just a fun wee thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did end up going back to college after I left uni to do the music production course, but um, unfortunately had to leave it because it was quite, like, male-orientated. Oh. oh, my God, no, that literally happened to me too. I did sound production at college and I was like, nah, can't do this, sorry. It's it was just, so grim. Oh, yeah, it's really, it's not the vibe. It's just, it was like me and all these like 17 year old boys <laughs> and I was like 23 and I was like, I've got nothing to talk to you about. Like, I literally, like, you guys play COD. Like, I don't know <laughs> what, to, like, young, what to like young boys talk about. And like, even all the lectures, they were all men. Like, it just felt, Oh, not a very like welcoming environment for no me. no that literally happened to me too like um I'm not gonna name the colleges or anything like that don't wanna fucking you know get myself blacklisted <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just like that thing where um yeah like I went and like because I'd like done one college course and I fucking failed it so badly so I was like okay I'm gonna do this because I pure love like you know music I love doing that went and it was literally like all guys all like 17 year old guys and I was like 20 at that point 19 20 but yeah I was just kind of like oh my god all the guys were lectures like all the lectures were guys too and I was just sitting there like I fucking like this has just like ruined all kind of interest for me like it's not like they're being like um ruining it for me on purpose but it's just felt like a wee bit kind of more like ugh, like why am I the only girl here like why is there no one else here it's off-putting like just to see that there's no like 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 women like to look up to it's just like all these men it's really off-putting and like you feel like kind of like an outsider mm-hmm. it's a bit weird yeah and you feel like if you fail or like maybe you don't do as well as them they're pure like oh well we know why and you're yeah. like fuck's sake man like no no well like it kind of um it stopped me from like speaking up a lot of times and like doing things because you know what like young boys are like they're very like oh I'll do this I'll do this like very eager and like so confident and like ballsy because they're just in that like young stage and I was like I'm not like a very very anxious person but I get like anxious in like social settings sometimes and especially in a place like that where it's all men you just felt like I don't know like I felt like I couldn't get as much out of it because mm-hmm. it was just, like not my like 
ideal social <laughs> yeah well that's it like that's one of the things I hate about it as well because like people like pure trying to undermine it but like the social aspect of like college and uni and stuff is proper important like if you have no pals and yeah. you've got like no motivation to go do you know what I mean that's like half the reason people do uni yeah. and stuff so like yeah like I would just be sitting there like oh I fucking hate this man and like yeah. another thing as well like I don't know if it's the same for you I don't know if we went to the same college I feel like we didn't it was weird it was felt like when I went it was less like a teaching you a skill and it was more expecting you already knew that skill and it was like using that skill for other stuff it was weird it was like because like I obviously had an interest in music and stuff but I'd never like played an instrument I went to like college to learn how to do this and like it was they're teaching to people who already knew it It was just like I just feel like it wasn't the right thing I don't know if it was the same for you as well Uh, uh, my like I went because I was really really interested in like learning how to produce properly like all that sort of side of it but my lecturer was just the most like useless like (laughs) honestly helpless man ever like he would teach you like two things and then he'd be like right on you go guys and it would be like a three hour lecture or like you would literally just be left to your own devices on Ableton and I was like I could just be doing this at home and not be paying all these college fees and like skimping myself (laughs) like it just made no sense it's just so yeah it's just not like helpful it's just I feel like they've all got this a lot of like men in the industry have this kind of like elitist like like gatekeep girl boss like (laughs) towards it as well like that's what it really felt like with him like whenever I asked him a question I don't know seemed like he was just like oh you should know that or like just not really interested in helping me yeah but like if one of the guys when the wee 17 year olds asked that he'd be right oh, in there yeah. helping them you're like woohoo let's do this together <laughs> thank god you asked i'm so glad someone yeah. asked and you're sitting in the back like what <laughs> i asked that two minutes ago you told me to fuck off <laughs> i feel like that's another thing as well like people say like oh like it's good though that it was all guys like because it means that maybe you'll get a better chance because they're looking for more women in the industry and it's like no they're not like that's the reason why it's all guys is because they're looking for other guys they're yeah. not looking for you up the back fucking crying because your lecturer shouted at you for asking you to turn on the computer <laughs> it is, that's what people said to me as well they're like oh like well, it's good though because that means like you're like you're like the like the champion of like the the like class that like, you're like the only one like like well eventually it actually started out with four women and then eventually it dropped down until I was the last one. Oh my god. And obviously there's a reason for that like it's not just all the women who have dropped out like for no reason like there's obviously all the men stayed and it was the four women that started the course left so there's obviously like a clear indication that this course needs to be readapted like somehow and like just isn't like a comfortable and nice like place for women and be like this oh, I don't know it's just re- it actually really angers me these like women that I was on the course with were so passionate and so just like all had such amazing things going on we're all like DJs and stuff like that and then to just watch like all of us drop out one by one because of like it being so male dominated it was just horrible yeah no definitely I feel like um it's just one of those things I feel like because of COVID and stuff like that it's it's became a bit more accessible for women to like get the chance to do this and not feel so intimidated but I feel like definitely before 
only like a year or two ago it was just like so like you didn't even want to try because you're like I'm gonna get absolutely shot on for this like yeah. no one has any interest in what I have to say or what I have to do at all you're just sitting yeah. there like oh god here we go again <laughs> <laughs> have to work twice as hard to get lit, like twice as little recognition and stuff like that it's just not yeah. fun at all well, I mean, I was going to ask you about this later, but I feel like because we're talking about it now, like I can bring it up. Like, um, I know you started your own wee collective PowerPoint recently, which is fabulous. Um, so, like, how did that come about? It basically, I think it was because um, really, like, recently I've really started to get into, like, the harder side of dance music. And I felt like there weren't that many nights that I knew of in Glasgow. Maybe there are, but I couldn't think of any that ran like specifically harder obviously there's fast music and I really love that I love like the whole idea that they have and obsessed with that but I felt like there was none for like they're obviously quite donk and quite like very very heavy I felt like there was none for like hard techno and like sort of stuff like that um and I feel like recently there's been a lot of women that have come up from COVID to have started DJing and it's become like so much more accessible and I just wanted to provide like a platform for like just women and queer people to actually be recognised more. But yeah it's super, super exciting. I'm our yeah. first night in two weeks and I'm like ah like stressed so much because I just want it to be like run smoothly and be a good night for people and oh it's just stressful <laughs> like when it's your first night you're just like oh shit like is this actually like are people going to come or like whatever yeah. but it seems to be doing really well like I've seen like the adverts for it the sponsored posts and stuff like that yeah. and I'm just like yes <laughs> like here we go that's because I'm like people need to come <laughs> please I've got so much money <laughs> so it's in Lachita isn't it yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I got really really lucky actually with um like hosting my night there because Basically, yeah, I'd been contacting them like back and forth for ages and like not really hearing much. But um, it turned it basically turned out through word of mouth, and then someone dropping and and one of their nights like last minute, I managed to squeeze in. So it worked out like so well, um, and they were like really, really kind of positive and welcoming. They were like, we're all for like having more female and queer orientated nights. So it sounds like perfect, and I was like, woohoo! <laughs> I just feel like. I don't know I wouldn't want to host it anywhere else like that was I had my mind set on that and I was like that's what, what I want to do. so I'm glad I'm really like happy and glad that I got that that's so good no I was gonna say like I feel like for the type of music and the type of vibe that you're going for like literally as like the police for that like I can imagine anyone else yeah I love like just Lucia's whole vibe they're set up as well as like so good and like I hate it when you go to a club and like their mixer's broken like oh all the, like the thing loop things won't work like everything but I know what like I know that Lachita has such a good setup and I was like it just has to be there it has to be there <laughs> and there hassle as well because like I'm not an engineer well like I, I did do that engineering course for like six months but like if, <laughs> if things go wrong I've got no clue so I'm like I need a place with a good setup for <laughs> <laughs> like 
gonna work and I don't need to get involved <laughs> don't have to cry and panic because I'm behind yeah. the decks not knowing what's going on <laughs> I was gonna say like I feel like this podcast is just turning into like a pure Lachita fucking like actual fan club man like every person <laughs> I've had on is pure gushed about it and I'm just like oh, oh my god but it is so good and I feel like it is like my favorite venue in Glasgow like I love it and I saw the first time I saw you play was not that long ago it was at the um Ukraine fundraiser I think it was two months ago I saw you play that and I was just like yeah and I was like I fucking need to see more of this Lachita and then when I saw your club night come up I was like oh here we go this is it this is what I'm wanting so excited also like for the first night this was like heavy like just a kind of a bit self-centered but I was like I really because if you know like the sort of tunes I play I love like pop edits like that's my whole vibe and I was like, oh, I really want just a night of like full pop edits. So like, <laughs> I like messaged everyone, like, hey guys, this is a theme, and they were all like, happily, they were all like, yeah, sounds so good. So I'm actually so excited because I'm like, kind of just did it all for me, yeah. but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully other people will like it too. <laughs> I feel like you can't go wrong with pop edits. Uh, so like, I fucking love them, man. Like, see when I hear them, like, I'm just like, oh, here we go. This is that. This is what I've been waiting for. Like, it just gets the club going, man. I feel like that's the thing I love about them so much. It's like songs that people know. It gets the crowd going. Like, they're always just like fun, and I feel like there's like a really cool like feminine like queer element to them as well. That like I've had so many men be like, oh, I don't really like pop edits that much, or like I wouldn't listen to like a set of them, my boyfriend included. And I'm like. <laughs> Fair enough, but like boring. <laughs> boring, more often. It's like this is for like the girls the girl. and the gays. <laughs> so like count yourself out. <laughs> exactly. This isn't for you, God. No, I was gonna say that actually before you brought that up. Like I feel like that's that's the best thing about having stuff like this is because it's just like just joy. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. because I feel like because there's so many club nights, not just in Glasgow, but fucking everywhere where it's just like bunch of this isn't like bad by the way like it's good this has a space but you know just a bunch of dudes behind the decks and all playing like pure series yeah. hardcore stuff and everyone's like yeah. very serious so it's just fun to have a space where you can just like enjoy yourself and just be like femme and fun and like you know I was actually speaking to someone I had an interview with someone who was um like doing a similar type of thing but for her dissertation and we were actually speaking about that and how like I feel the need to when I get booked by men and when it's all these like serious techno nights I feel the need to like have to be really serious and like I can't enjoy myself because I've got to play this like serious like hard techno like very boom 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 like no words and like I I just feel like it's not me and I feel like I have to change and adapt myself for that otherwise like you think you're going to get ridiculed for playing like just fun music that I actually enjoy and that was like another reason why I wanted to start up this night because I was like I feel like we shouldn't have to be like changing the music that we play and who we are just to suit these like male orientated nights like there should be a place where you can just play like fun edits and like just whatever and no one's gonna be like oh that's not techno yeah like why are you playing that like that's pure like stupid like that's not it's not serious it's not maybe maybe i just want to have fun yeah literally i hate the whole like serious like element to it like it actually winds up the wrong way when people are pure like oh did you see that like they put like a donk edit in their set like oh that's not that like that's not even techno like i hate that whole mindset like just 
wrong way and when people this is what I find really really funny though people always will like refer to me as a techno DJ and I'm like I don't know where you're getting this from but I'm not a techno DJ like I wish I was but like definitely not not the vibe anymore (laughs) how would you describe yourself um I'd say probably like hard dance uh maybe like trans just pop edits like honestly that's the way I can describe it that's all my sets are and I'm not even it was one of those things that I used to be really embarrassed about that I liked playing stuff like that but Mm -hmm. like I feel like recently it's kind of blown up and with like the acceptance of it more I've been a bit like oh doesn't actually matter like you can play what you want and someone somewhere is gonna enjoy it exactly like that's like half the fun is like finding the audience and being like oh if you like my stuff then I'm gonna keep on playing it like yeah when you play something that's a bit like maybe not like what's expected for like the night you're playing it whatever and then like you hear like hear that person up the back being like yeah and you're like okay that's good like someone here likes it that's all that matters (laughs) I love like love for that validation when you're out as well when you play like some tune you're like I don't know how people are going to react to you just hear someone be like wow (laughs) yes I love it so much it's got to the point now where my friends know that I love that so much that every time I play it out now they're always at the front like wow you're cheering every second I'm like ah when everyone else joins in they're like all right okay (laughs) this is what we're doing now (laughs) guess this song's good all right (laughs) (laughs) right you like it we get it (laughs) no that happened the first time I played like oh my god I remember um I was like first on and like I was fucking shitting myself obviously it was gonna be like pure quiet at the start and I was like oh my god like this is like really stressful and it was like the new club night and stuff I was like oh my god and then like all my pals showed up and there was like actually about 12 of them and like they all came at like different points and stuff so it looked like it didn't look like they were with me because they didn't like all go together they just looked like random people and they're all like pure like shouting my name being like yeah like come on and you can see everyone else who was there who like wasn't my pal was looking like who is this lassie like is she like <laughs> <laughs> she hot stuff man. like what's the deal and I'm like yeah guys like you're messing out <laughs> show my soundcloud <laughs> book me please <laughs> making them all more bring signs with them that say like my soundcloud link and then my instagram <laughs> gloss gloss <laughs> I love that about your name so much as well it's so like oh, so like thank um, you like I love it I just love stuff like that in general I love like just I feel like it's going pretty well in Glasgow but I love like how like women are just starting to care less and just be like fun and have like fun cute wee like names and play they're not like calling themselves like fucking hard band beats (laughs) 3.0 and shit like that like because like they're trying to keep themselves like genderless it's like oh that DJ sounds good and then they're like oh it's a last day and they're like oh right okay well I wouldn't have been able to tell from their name no but I know that's it like I always wanted that from the start was like before like I even started DJing I knew I wanted to be called gloss because I just like the kind of the kind of like you know the feminine kind of like cute kind of bouncy aspect to it do you know what I mean like the textures and stuff like shit like that like that's why I loved like you know like Sophie when she was producing stuff like I just always loved the names of her like songs were all just kind of like cutesy we kind of just one word titles and stuff yeah I've never really listened to Sophie before I don't know why she was like the one artist that I'd never really like like kind of heard but I've been really getting into her recently and like all that kind of like queer experimental sort of sound like 
literally rinsing SoundCloud and it's all the weird, like, there's weird wee noises and stuff like that. I love it so much. No, I know. I love it. Like, um, yeah, I feel like definitely there's been a bigger boom. Like, there was obviously before, but I wasn't aware of it before COVID. But there's definitely been a big boom of a lot of more kind of femme, like, queer nights popping up that are just, like, needed so badly, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I feel like now, like, definitely as you're saying, that I feel like people are, like, less they're caring less of what people think and like caring less about what um you know if some guy's gonna be like what the fuck like why are you playing that like why are you doing this like I don't fucking care like people love yeah. it do you see I'm like selling out fucking like shows and shit and like <laughs> I feel like your show is definitely gonna go so well like so because I feel like Lachita is like actually waiting for something like that as well like a kind of like more kind of like you know queer like kind of aimed at audience and she would just be fucking brilliant so like it's gonna be so fun like it's gonna be so exciting um, so when I was like speaking to the guy at Lucita that runs the events he was like saying oh like we're actually really pushing to get like a queer night in like it's really what we're wanting so it's it just like worked so well like everything just fell into place <laughs> so exciting ah oh my god that is so exciting so like is that like your kind of goal for the future is to kind of broadcast and give a platform to more kind of queer, trans, yeah. non-binary female DJs and stuff? Yeah, I'm hoping. So what I've basically done recently is I've recruited two really cool creative people um, from Scotland, well, that are based in Scotland. Um, and I'm trying to basically spread the platform across the UK. So I'll have them in Scotland and then I'm obviously down in London now um, and hopefully recruiting someone else to work with me in London to maybe run a couple of nights here um, and then need something like in between somewhere in the Midlands or something, I don't know, <laughs> or like <laughs> Manchester maybe. Um, but that's like my goal to just kind of, because I just want to like bring everyone together. I want it to be like one nice big like collective um where everyone can kind of share like their experiences and meet new people and I don't want it to just be like stuck in one place mm -hmm. yeah definitely like spread it about spread the word let yeah. everyone know that like this is happening and you should all get involved <laughs> running night in London really scares me though because like uh I feel like they're just so expensive mm. and like I don't really know anyone here so it's definitely going to be like a like a big like goal to work up to do you like um have you gone clubbing at all in London so far since you've been there um I've been a couple times it is really different that's mm -hmm. the one thing I'm kind of like struggling with it's quite different from well just in general London's really different from Glasgow in terms of like friendliness mm -hmm. um and you really notice that in like clubs and stuff like it's not from my experience so far it's not the type of place that you can just like go and like chat to random people and you'll like meet loads of friends and like like it is at home it's very like everyone's in their little groups and no one really speaks to each other and it's I'm finding it quite hard to meet people and make friends and stuff like that so yeah that's a one difficult aspect because I've just been going to nights out like by myself <laughs> <laughs> but also it's been really fun because I'm like who just not she? caring yeah, yeah. <laughs> a mysterious girl on the corner just dancing yeah. by herself like who's that it's dancing all by yourself that would be me <laughs> hi <laughs> well like I, that's like um the thing about Glasgow is that it's kind of like 
difficult coming like from a place and like partying in a place where people are so friendly to each other because when you go anywhere else it's like what the fuck's your problem and it's like no it's just like what it's like it's because Glasgow's so over friendly when you go out everyone's like actual fucking like all over each other that when you go to like even like Edinburgh when I go there I'm just like hi oh hi oh and I'm like oh my god I should just not talk to anyone I think that's a really good thing about Glasgow though, and I really like that about Glasgow scenes that I feel like it's so easy to network and so easy to like build yourself up really quickly because like you can just meet people and become besties with them like yeah. instantly and like every night out you go and you'll meet someone, you'll meet someone new, you'll make like new pals, new connections. It's just like really easy and I I like I'm so grateful that I've had that like that was my like base in my beginning because it actually allowed me to like build myself up so much quick like more quickly than if I was probably based anywhere else mm. don't know if the same no definitely I do agree with that because I think that's the power of social media in Glasgow is like everyone does know each other I always say that about Glasgow is that even though it's like the biggest city in Scotland like it has the mentality and the vibe of like a a small town you know because like you're only ever like one degree of separation from like anyone I feel like yeah. you know what I mean so like it's a lot easier to network and get to know people quite well and like you know kind of meet people who are like willing to help you out because they've been in the same boat and they know someone who knows you and you're like all oh, right well I guess yeah. we're all in this together then yeah. <laughs> and London obviously is so fucking big literally it's just it's just like different worlds completely I really like actually wonder how people here do it because it's just it's just mental I was literally saying the same thing to my flatmates um today about how in Glasgow like you're always at least one connection away from someone like every new person you meet you're gonna have mutual friends know someone like have someone in common there's always gonna be that and they were like it's not like that here (laughs) no definitely not (laughs) definitely not everyone's like what were you what who are you (laughs) How would you say you've evolved since like your early days of DJing like skill and musically wise? Um, music wise I've definitely done like a complete 180 um, on like, the sort of styles I play. I started out playing like garage, mixing like garage because um, I really, garage was actually like the first electronic genre that I really like loved when I was like really young. Um, so like I always had a wee love for that and I started out mixing that and then it's just like slowly become harder and harder <laughs> until it's at like donk level Um. so yeah that's only in like two years but I also feel like that has evolved because of the way that the scene has evolved like I think you'd like agree that especially in Glasgow it's become really quite like heavy and hard recently mm-hmm. Um, yeah definitely it's like Berlin now or something like that <laughs> like proper I mean, you go on it's like dun, 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 and they're like what the hell? like that's scary <laughs> um but yeah my style's like completely <laughs> going from like one extreme to the next um skills wise I honestly don't even know I don't like know how to like measure my like skills and success it's never like I've never really, I, I like, I, I don't know. <laughs> when I look at like old videos, you can obviously notice it, but like, I can't think of like the things that 
have changed. I guess like though the one really good thing is that I'm just like really good at beat matching now. I used mm. to be shit because I learned on like a DDJ uh, 400, and obviously that just has like the lines on the computer. So I was just <laughs> la la la. But then I remember the first time I went to Pirate, and I was like staring at the two CDJs, and I was like, "How do you know when they're in time?" <laughs> friend was there with me and he was like oh you just like spin this wee thing and I was like oh I don't know what way to spin it like this <laughs> and that but now like I'm pretty solid with that <laughs> yeah you've got that shit down <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that what really helped me with that was actually like vinyl mixing because that's obviously like all by ear and as the second I started like getting more into that and like better at that then I actually understood why because I think when I looked at like the wee jog wheels before I never understood like why like what way they were supposed to go and like how how you could hear if it was out of time but vinyl mixing because you're like physically it's like a more physical experience of like you touching it and you can hear it it just I don't know it made it easier yeah like it looked like more it was like the real deal so like it made more sense so how did you like get into doing vinyl mixing actually that's really cool um I thought actually I think well so one of my friends um don't know if you know him Joe Lockery or his DJ name's Lowry yeah amazing I've been friends with him for years and he is like one of the people that really inspired me to start DJing but also he is like an avid vinyl mixer like loves it he's obsessed with it you always see him with his wee vinyl bag like so (laughs) um so I think like because of that I was like oh I'd quite like to try that like it's something different um and then it was still in lockdown obviously I was still bored so I was like oh fuck it I'm just gonna like buy the stuff because I wasn't spending my money on anything else anyway um and then I actually turned out to like really really like it I'm so sad that I haven't got my stuff here in London because I've not been able to vinyl mix in like so long but that's actually been like a goal of mine for like since I got the stuff like two years ago to release like a vinyl mix I just haven't yet <laughs> it's definitely a lot more a lot more skilled and it's a lot more like intricate as well so did you yeah. get like the I don't even like I'm actually gonna be honest I don't even know how like vinyl mixing works apart from like using vinyls like did you have to get actual special like vinyl kind of so you decks? Like, get your like turntables so you get your two turntables and plug them into the mixer so instead of the CVGs oh. Um, and then obviously like it's all by ear so you just have to like guess the BPM like adjust it to like what you think and it's it's so much more like tricky <laughs> there's a lot more I guess it's a lot more kind of like satisfying then and a lot more it feels a lot more rewarding when you actually get it sounding good because like fuck that was all me <laughs> yeah literally every time I'm like oh who is she <laughs> just matched up that my y'all ear. hear that that was me <laughs> but yeah I played I think I played like one set in a club where I played a couple of records and it freaked me out and I was like I'm never never doing that (laughs) because it's all like fair and good when you're doing it in your house and like if you fuck up like doesn't really matter but like because there's no like emergency loop or something you can't like (laughs) it's like if that record or that song finishes like that's it finished and I remember uh, it was at Mash House actually and one of the turntables, the needle was like fucked. So 
it was like skirting along the record and I couldn't like place it down. It just like wouldn't go down. Oh, no. So it was just, oh, it was awful. <laughs> so I couldn't get the like next track to go in time because the fucking needle wasn't going down. So the first one I like looked over and it had like one little line left and I was like, oh my God, I can't even like do anything because like I can't like loop it or anything. It's just going to run out and I've not got this, tr- <laughs> this track. So I literally just had to like cut that one out and then put the new track in. And I was like, woo. <laughs> you're like no one heard that don't anyone fucking bring that up to me after this I will cry <laughs> you did not hear that one <laughs> so after so that you're like nah <laughs> I, I, traumatized. I was like mm, maybe not for that for a while it's definitely <laughs> one of those things when I see people do it I'm like like in the club I'm like oh my fucking god like you are like better than anyone here and you fucking know it <laughs> yeah, I have like massive respect for people that can like do like full vinyl sets in a club now because mm. like that was honestly one of the most stressful experience <laughs> of my DJ career. But, <laughs> but one day we'll get there. Yeah, again. exactly. I know we're saying this in a year from now. I'll be sharing this again like that. Well, look at her now, guys. She's the vinyl <laughs> queen of London. <laughs> so, how did you get like what type of vinyls were you getting? Were you getting like garage ones then, or were you getting um, like kind of harder ones? kind of harder ones I think mm-hmm. when I started getting into like vinyl mixing it was when I started getting into like harder mm. it was actually when I had I went through like a few month obsession with like hard house like 90s hard house uh. and like 90s sort of like hardcore tunes so I was obsessed with that so I was buying on like discogs buying all these second <laughs> 90s records for like 90 pence and I'm like woo. <laughs> Um, it was great but it's not really my kind of style now so a lot of the records that I have are like I don't I couldn't really like play them anymore like I wouldn't yeah I don't know. maybe one day I'll do it I'll play like some 90s rave and they'll come in handy but um now I feel like I'd actually be kind of hard pressed to do a vinyl set because all the tunes that I play are just like soundcloud rips and like <laughs> <laughs> and obviously you're not gonna get them on like vinyl forms so <laughs> Oh my god, that's the thing, like, about vinyl, like, I'm not shitting on it, because I think it's so fucking cool, but, like, it's definitely one of those things that, like, my, like, music taste and, like, what I like to play changes so quickly, it's, like, I couldn't, it's it's too expensive for, like, how quickly my taste changes. Expensive, like, way to get into mixing, and, like, yeah, it's easier to just, like, get things on a USB, and you can just, because I've got that as well, like, see if I play a song once, I never want to play it again. Yeah. If I play it out in a club, that's that song like gone forever. Yeah. Like, it's like fast fashion. I'm like, I wear it once, I can't wear it again because people are going to know it. That's like me with my song. <laughs> oh, the time I play that, someone's going to recognise it from the last time I played it. Like, no one's going to recognise it. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> I know I always do that as well I'm like everyone's gonna know like it's dirty now like I can't touch it it's been used <laughs> it's like at the back of like my USB and I'm just like no I'm like no, I can't use that it's been used so, like no one's gonna notice and I'm like I don't fucking care like I know <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if now you know I do yeah, you so, should know it <laughs> yeah. like a fan yeah. are you god <laughs> not been paying attention enough clearly <laughs> I know you're like based kind of part in like London part in Glasgow now but like where are you originally from um I'm from like Hamilton so Hamilton. Just and what was the kind of DJing scene like there <laughs> there wasn't one we <laughs> <laughs> uh, only have like one club which uh used to be called the palace but it's now called rock oh 
up and it's like the spiciest club ever like play like chart tunes and like all the 16 year olds go and like the heel- they don't let women in unless they have heels on like it's that type <gasps> what um so i actually started going into like town and glasgow clubbing when i was really really young because i was like fuck this like <laughs> shitey wee club um so i my, got really lucky that my sister had an old ID so I used to go to Subby with her like ID <laughs> and I'd be, like, 16 and pretend I was 21 and be like "Woo, yeah that's me <laughs> you don't, don't look at me <laughs> like you're not 21 <laughs> but you're here every week so I'll just let you in <laughs> <laughs> that's like the same as me like that's mad because I'm from like just outside Glasgow like 20 minutes away from the city centre and like because like um because we're so close to town we don't have like a kind of local club because our local club is like town so like there's only like pubs and shit and you'd be going to pubs and you're like this is fucking bitch I hate everyone here like yeah, I need out of here so like that's how you just like start going to town and you're like shit like this is that like this is what I'm supposed to be doing man yeah. I used to be really jealous of people who had like clubs in their towns but then when I actually think about it I'm like why would I want why would I want to go to that it would be awful yeah <laughs> like small town clubs that I know are just the most awful places you've ever known to exist (laughs) although I will say what was it called mega bar motherwell I think it's closed down now but I went for a night like three or four years ago I can't remember and it was a like a bammy night so it was like DJ bad boy and stuff shut the fuck up so good no (laughs) way so good and it was even better because it was in mother and it was just like all these neds and then me like what? <laughs> right up the front man <laughs> literally it was so good <laughs> dj bad boy a pure loving legend man yeah. i mean once a girl i used to work with told me it was when we were about 17 18 and she just gone to maga and she said when she like when she was there and um, she was just on the beach for her pals and this guy came up to her and was like ah are you going to go see dj bad boy tonight and she was like yeah probably and he was like oh i'm dj bad boy and they're like all right like <laughs> so you are and then they looked up and it was actually him like it was going up to random people on the beach and asking them if they're going to see DJ <laughs> and then revealing it was him as if they're all going to be like that oh my god like ah. <laughs> you're screaming you probably would but <laughs> you'd be green <laughs> you're going to go up to people outside it's like Lachita being like what's me playing by the way <laughs> that's me oh do you know what really randomly this was so funny I actually got recognised Shop. first time when I played uh, Animal Farm I was like oh, I was literally like oh, who is she like <laughs> I came up to me and was like oh my god that's Inez can I get a photo and I was like mate I'm not fucking famous like <laughs> I was actually loving for it I was like yeah in my famous era <laughs> <laughs> that literally happened to me I played about fucking three gigs man and like I was in the broadcast toilets and this girl went like that you DJ don't you and I was like yep and she's like I saw you at Berkeley Street and I was like that I'm like oh like oh my god (laughs) but that's the thing about Glasgow it's so fucking small everyone fucking knows each other like I saw you in my pal's Instagram story and you're like oh never mind your pal's my cousin probably That's so funny. Blair was talking about in the last episode, he was saying that like when he was in Aberdeen, like people would just like the wee guys would come up to him and be like, Oh, can I get a picture? Like it was like your local celebs, man. Like I fucking love it, man. But that's the thing, like, see if people enjoy you, they're gonna be like, Oh, can I get a picture? Can I do that? And you're like, all right. 
<laughs> she said, I'm literally loving for it. I was like, mm, let it begin. I'm hoping it forever. <laughs> this is signs of good things, guys. <laughs> I'll literally, I'll be like that. Can I get a picture? I'll pretend it's like not me. I'll be like that. Oh my God. Like, can I get a picture? <laughs> You'll be like that. Sure. Oh my God. My fans, like, I'm so nice. My fans, guys, watch this. <laughs> So, like, the reason why I usually ask as well of, like, um, what the DJing scene is, like, where people are from is because, like, I feel like that can kind of, I don't know, like, kind of inspires people to, like, not DJ, but I don't know. Like, if, like, it's, like, a shit scene, they're like, well, I'm going to fucking make a scene or I'm going to, like, put in, like, like, actually do something. Or if, like, it's a really good scene, they'll just kind of, like, join into that and do something different. But, like, see, when, like, you have no scene, it's, like, quite, or, like, no one you know is DJs, really. It's, like, quite fun to just, like be like well I can fucking do whatever I want to be honest yeah I think that was the thing as well like it was such a like small town mentality where I'm from and like I always felt like that like I was like different and like I didn't really belong there and then the second I started going out in town I was like oh my god like this is my place like like, wow there's like people just like me (laughs) but it was like that it was like just I don't know I've always felt like I had to be like the different one Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was so yeah it was like quite a big like inspiration I guess for just being like doing something different that like people at home weren't really doing and just like being being the cool one yeah be the cool <laughs> one like whatever I know like that's the same as me like because like like we're it's just like quite small like whatever but like um I remember like when I first like when like after I did just like a few months ago like I was out and like I saw these like boys I went to school with and I was like oh fuck because like it was actual like they're fucking anyways annoying whatever <laughs> but they were purely like that to me like oh my god you were playing at Berkeley Suite and I was like oh my god that's been in a group chat like how would you fucking know that like I don't follow any of you and I was like I'm still going man but I was like now like I just don't care see if that happened like when I was still in school I've actually cried myself to sleep but now it's like I'm fucking like actually doing something fun like fuck off man <laughs> Yeah, like, if at school anyone ever said something about me being different, I would have been like, ah! like, like yeah, um, and what? <laughs> Literally not. I remember, oh my god, fucking exposed. But I remember, like, people in my school found like my old Twitter, and like, I remember, like, I was literally crying in the shower when I got home. I was so embarrassed. I was like, this is over. I can't go back to school. They found it. They found my tweets about Sims too. No. <laughs> I remember that happened to me and I blocked everyone that I knew from on Twitter I was like everyone has to go I was like although I literally still have some of them blocked now because I was on Twitter the other day and I was going through my block list and I was like why have I got all these people blocked and remembered it was from like me 10 years ago like blocking all the people from school so they were so they would find my Twitter that I tweeted about One Direction on oh my god at least that's like kind of semi-normal I was tweeting about like the fucking Beatles like it was proper embarrassing shit man like oh my god it's actually bringing me out in a sweat just fucking talking about it now man let's move on (laughs) so like I know like as we've already spoke about a bit already but you've recently moved to London which is so fun and exciting and new so like how did that come about and like how's it been uh yeah so basically it came about because um I was kind of feeling a bit like sick of Glasgow scene I feel like I've been there done it all um lived there for like five years I was just getting a bit like bored um and then also I was living at home with my mum um like working just like a shitty job like just not really like enjoying like the way that things were going that much um and one of my friends 
um, he came to play a gig in Edinburgh and I met up with him and he was like really big encouragement and he was just like you should just move to London like that's what I did um, and you'll love it like you won't have any regrets so you'll find like your people and I was just like I should move to London <laughs> and then he was like he's like you've got like a month to like before you're because I basically had a job that was ending in a month he was like you've got like a month deadline like you should just book a train and just go down and that's what I did I literally had no job set up no flat like nothing I just <laughs> I just got on the train for pride actually and then I was like right what now <laughs> so I had to like spend I've got a flat now it's all worked out but I had to spend like a few weeks in like hostels job searching it was not fun but all started now um so I got a job working for Juno Records which is like so exciting and then also hot off the press which I haven't told anyone about yet um uh work starting work for Lobster Therbin which is my friend's label who uh, like convinced me to come down to London because he was just like I believe in you like you should come work for us for a day so doing that too so it's really exciting oh my god that's so class man yeah. so you've showed you've proved all those 17 year olds in sound production wrong you're like I'm the <laughs> one working for the record labels now you can fuck yeah, off <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoy Fortnite boys yeah. <laughs> that is so class but so like what type of stuff do you do for them so um for Juno I'm working as like a mail order assistant so it's basically just like filing the records away um packing like orders and stuff like that it's just kind of like basic stuff but um hoping to like work my way up there but at Lobster I haven't actually started yet I start next week um but it'll be like kind of it's just a label assistant role so like mm-hmm. anything um working on band camp and shit like that I don't really know to be honest because I've not started but I've just had a brief like rundown of and you're just like yeah <laughs> yeah I'm really excited um and you're so grateful because he's been like such a good friend to me um, and just like it's such a good opportunity and he's just been like bigging me up so much so yeah it's oh, that's so, so good have him support me and have like a connection here too yeah oh no that's definitely I feel like with stuff like that it just sounded like it was kind of the right time for you to just be like fuck it like might as well like yeah. who like like what's fucking stopping you you know like yeah. sometimes you just have to kind of just jump in a deep end and go yeah literally I was like I just I want to be like I don't know just having new seen experience new things again and like also like I just feel like I've entered my like my like 20s cool girl girl era because like when I was younger I was this like when I was like 16 I was like this wild like party animal like used to go to like subby and like every single night and like pure I was mental and then for some reason like when I went to uni I became like a pure old granny that just like never went out and never did anything and then left uni and now I'm like oh time to go to my party girl you're like oh. <laughs> oh my god I was gonna say your Bridget Jones era but I don't know if that's too flattering <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> a Carrie Bradshaw era <laughs> yeah. No, that is so fun, but like you can just kind of fucking be like, I live in London now, I've worked for record labels, like, and fucking yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I've been so just like, oh, I'm just so happy, like, that it's all worked out. Like, it's literally been my dream to just get some kind of music industry job for so long, and I've been trying for so long at home, but like, I feel like jobs in the music industry in Glasgow are like 
very hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the one thing. I know we've been pure gushing about Glasgow, but the one thing about Glasgow is that, like, I know I'm not going to get a job here, like, and what I want to do, like, I know I'm going to have to move, and I don't have an issue with that, like, because I love Glasgow, but I don't want to be here forever, like, and, like, if I have to move, I'm going to move, and I feel like you're kind of... And the music industry as well. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So, like, it's just one of those things where it's, like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking, you're literally talking to you right now. I'm like, that's on my phone, like fucking train tickets. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking might as well, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a deadline in my job, but I'll just fucking quit and don't show up. Like, it's fine. <laughs> 20 pounds in my bank account. I'm like, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> yeah. That was me, honestly. I had a grand and I was like, I'm just going to go. I was like, looking at the minus a grand in my bank account like this looks like a perfect time to move to the most expensive city in the UK <laughs> you just like take the like minus that you're covering your finger like yeah that sounds that looks right yeah. <laughs> that's enough money <laughs> <laughs> well I mean um I know you're like kind of worried about like trying to get shit done in London but it sounds like you've kind of got a wee kind of foot in the door anyways if you want to do club nights you know uh, like yeah I, yeah I'm hoping that that'll give me like the right connections I can meet some people but like that's the, just the thing I've been really struggling with is just meeting people like I was like oh I had this plan I was like oh when I go to London like I'll go out to so many club nights and I'll meet so many people and like I'll make so many f- friends in the industry and it's not been like that one because the people aren't as friendly and two because to buy a ticket for a club night here is like 25 pound fuck off seriously entry and I'm like girl and then also like <laughs> you need to consider like a taxi back home and because London's so big like yeah it, the, like I love like it looks not that far on a map but to actually drive to into like the town it's probably like 45 minutes or something so then like taxi prices are just ridiculous so you're looking and then also drinks are like 12 pounds for <sighs> one so like you're looking at like a hundred quid just for one night out and I'm like girls have minus a grand in their bank <laughs> I was living in hostels till two weeks ago like I can't fucking afford this yeah. <laughs> oh my god no that's like oh, fucking hell like I knew London was expensive but I didn't even I didn't realize it was that expensive like yeah. I got La Chita and I have to spend like fucking five quid to get in and I'm nearly spewing like I'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah. like to be honest I honestly don't think it's that much more expensive in general yeah it's just like oh it's just a bit harder and a bit more to make friends it's a lot of money (laughs) yeah Yeah. I've been like on like renting pages and like ones with like lonely girls London and stuff (laughs) (laughs) like OGB (laughs) (laughs) don't know it's different it's not the same as like just like going to a night out in Glasgow and then you meet like all these like really nice friends and people that just like chat your ear off yeah and then you're set for life and you've got a whole group of pals forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll find your way anyways. That's the power of social media. Like, even if I wasn't as connected as Glasgow is, like, there'll be, be people out there who'll be like, all right, well, this is what we do. Like, I'll show you this fucking club that isn't 50 quid out your bank every time yeah. you want to go in. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Yeah. I hope so. I actually managed to get a guest list for, like, one of them a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, thank God, because it made my night, like, so much cheaper. <laughs> Well, guest list, you're like that. Hey guys, VIP, how are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Watch this space, I'll be running this place soon. <laughs> yeah, literally, this place will be mine. <laughs> and then you'll see. <laughs> I've come here for your club night, I've actually come here to scope out your club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I 
I'm like, mm, I could like move this wall out. Oh, that. <laughs> Sick. Oh my God. And it's takes London. <laughs> you should move to London with me. We can be in it together. Honestly, yeah. You're fucking convincing me right now. I'm actually like, hmm. <laughs> should I just quit uni right now? Yes. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Only got one year left. It's on my desk. We fucking need that. <laughs> oh my God. Just been like, London people are so unfriendly. Like, it's so <laughs> here and you're like convinced <laughs> yeah I'm like that sold <laughs> get me down now <laughs> that sounds like me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so you've done a lot of stuff like mixes and that for like radio stations like it's not radio and like rinse as well am I right saying that you've done stuff for rinse yeah so like okay Slay (laughs) how like important do you think these kind of spaces are for displaying DJs um yeah I think they're really I think like especially for women they're really really important um playing for the radio was actually like the reason why I got so many of the gigs that I got because um they had like a big Easter weekender and I'd only submitted like or posted one mix before that and uh, Jamie like got in contact with me and was like, you should like do a mix for our big Easter weekend. And I was like, okay. And then from that, like being put on that platform, it just like took off. So I feel like it's so important for like women to have that space, like, I don't know, like online and just in a different way from like a club environment. But I don't know why it's important. It just is like, I know that it, so me and so many of my friends have been booked because of like being placed on that radio um rinse fm i just got quite lucky with because i've got like my friend that runs the show there so that was quite like handy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i feel like it's definitely different from like just meeting people in clubs and bookers and stuff like radio because kind of reaches as a bigger audience so more people might see it and be like oh like do you want to do this do you want to do that like yeah maybe people who like are looking for specific kind of DJs who play specific music will see it and be like oh like she sounds like a bit of me like I'll get her booked to my whatever so like it's definitely like quite um it just reaches people and they can just see you and be like I want I want her on my fucking set like get her here now <laughs> I feel like it's like more of like an insight into like the person behind the music as well because like they always normally will post like your bio and like stuff like that so I feel like it lets people like get to know you a bit more and like um I don't know maybe like men might traditionally look at women in clubs as being quite like intimidating or like female DJs being quite intimidating in like a club setting but maybe that like kind of makes it more like comfortable and friendly and I don't yeah. know what's in a man's brain <laughs> yeah, I know. what are we actually trying to figure that out yeah. <laughs> no but I definitely I feel like um especially like because a lot of people started like you and me both kind of started during COVID and stuff like that like mixing and shit like I feel like um these kind of online radio stations do help a lot with that because people might have never like even played in a club before they'll get the chance to like play what they 
too like out to a larger audience because like SoundCloud is good for sharing your stuff but like not everyone's gonna be clicking on that link you know like people are just gonna like be like all right they've shared that whatever but like if you're on like the radio people like will like actively listen to it and see on social media and be like oh like they seem cool and then like that's how I feel like quite a few people got their start like that's how I got my start how you say how you got your start so it's definitely a thing that a big helpful tool for everyone (laughs) yeah I think it's important for yeah like you said like for getting your kind of like first steps out there as well and like trying to get a a like bigger reach something as well that I've found because I've played for Rinse FM twice now um I've managed to make like a few connections in London so that's been pretty good for that like having kind of a further reach than Glasgow yeah so I guess that was good for like that because like networking sort of side of it as well yeah yeah that's that like um it's weird like because um like I know I came talking about COVID but like it's like one of those things because it's all kind of remote now like it does give you the kind of chance to speak to people in places that aren't just Glasgow you know like you speak to someone in London like you did or like I don't know like fucking Birmingham or something like that like I'm trying to think is it I don't know but like even like I do stuff like Dublin Digital Radio now like it's just pure random but it's just like one of those things where like when it works it works you know like just get those connections everywhere literally it's good to expand your connections just like get those mixes out in like the most random cities possible actually <laughs> next thing you know you're like headlining like Bur- Birmingham's like fucking like <laughs> biggest festival and you're like how did I end up here <laughs> you're like fuck it I'll take it <laughs> like Birmingham yes Birmingham club scene we love you <laughs> So I know, like, along with, like, DJing and stuff, you produce as well. So, like, what would you say, like, your kind of creative process is for producing? Uh, there isn't really one. I'm no. Going to be honest. Like, <laughs> this is my really big issue um, that I find with production. Like, I have so... I've never actually released any tracks, but I have so many that I'm, like, sitting on that I have been for, like, years, and I've just never released them because I, like my like brain can't compute the same way it can when I'm like mixing and I find it really hard to like get things together and like oh my processes are just all over the place honestly like I just kind of go on a this sounds nice add it in (laughs) (laughs) um but it's something that I really want to get like working on and then well hopefully by the end of the year to just get like at least one like final produced track out um so yeah I'm thinking of like dropping back my mixes and my sets and stuff and just focusing more on production for like the rest of the year yeah and like come up with a process (laughs) fine-tune that stuff yeah (laughs) just like randomly like welly-welly doing and I find it so hard to actually like finish a song because because I've got pure ADHD brain like I'll get halfway through one and then I'm like oh a new idea and then I just walks <laughs> and like it never comes to an end and I also I like struggle this is just me going on a pure big rant now so if I release something it's like the perfectionism in me like if I release something and it's not good then like that is like against my name type thing like it's not really the same for mixes where you can just have a bad mix and it's like oh well it doesn't really matter but like I, I feel like if you release a, like a bad track you're gonna pe- like it's against my name like people are gonna be like she's bad at that and I have such like fear about that and I think that's another like big anxiety as to why I've not released anything because I'm like 
I just really don't want to be known for like releasing that song that has your <laughs> worst like <laughs> worst track you've ever heard <laughs> everyone's like she's a great DJ but she's a shit producer and you're like oh <laughs> fuck no <laughs> literally I'm oh, trying God. to avoid it all costs but it's just so hard and I feel like it's you can't really judge like like what what is a good production that's more like open to interpretation whereas yeah. like mixing there's kind of set boundaries like oh that was a bad mix because it was like out of time whereas like I feel like with a track like it might sound really good to me but then to others they'd be like what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) no that's it I feel like because like especially if like you're listening to it like so many times it starts to sound like kind of different as well like it's like you're like does this sound good I don't even know anymore like I'm just trying to make it work I literally I think because I like zone in on it so much and then I'm like oh my god I've heard this so much I'm so bored of it now yeah. Like, sound good and then I just give up and, and you come like, back to it in like two weeks and you're like oh okay maybe that's what I or you're like oh fucking hell thank god I left that one alone yeah, <laughs> oh yeah it, it literally is between the two because sometimes I'll go back to them and I'll be like oh this is actually really good like I should finish this and sometimes I'll go back and be like what the hell is this <laughs> put me down <laughs> so like who are like some of your kind of influences or like what's your sound like that's something I've been trying to work on as well like I feel like um I need to develop my sound like I I haven't really come to the conclusion on what my production sort of sound is yet and like I've been trying all the tracks I've produced have been like different kind of vibes and different genres because I've just been trying to like go through and find what works for me um the only thing I really like have been pretty consistent with is just like a nice like donkey bass but like (laughs) everything else I've just been like experimenting trying things out I feel like it just needs to be one of those things where like I'll get a few finished tracks actually release them and the more I do it the more I'll like actually find my sound yeah I'm never gonna find if I just keep like giving up (laughs) (laughs) you don't get disgusted by your own music oh my god (laughs) so like is there any like producers or anything that you kind of look up to or like look too for inspo I wouldn't really say so to be honest I really like like that like nice queer sort of experimental sound like all the like edits on soundcloud and stuff like that and the like weird noises and shit like i love stuff like that and i'd really love to be able to like make tracks like that i've honestly got no idea how you do it (laughs) no (laughs) sounds good but fuck knows how you do that yeah (laughs) youtube thank you we're looking up a (laughs) tutorial on that one (laughs) yeah so like do you use like are you more into like kind of using samples or is it more like making your own tunes and stuff kind of like a mix um yeah kind of a mix of both things like okay if I get a good sample pack then I'll use it but I do quite like to like experiment a lot with my own sort of stuff definitely I'm at that level that like you see some people being like so creative like buying like random things from the shop and like putting them in like I'm so impressed by that I do not have like the creativity to like think of things like that I'm like finding a wee like we sample sound on Bandcamp that I can download. <laughs> that for me, thanks. <laughs> I'd love to do like that one day, but I feel like you need to actually be like super like good at production first. And I'm like, no, yeah. not at that stage yet. Yeah, because you left college, God, <laughs> you stayed at college, you would have been amazing by now. 
college that three months I could have been like next level by now <laughs> top producer everyone knows her oh my god so like I know um you've played like we mentioned like Lucia you played Lucia like Mash House but like what are some like venues that you'd like to play at in the future oh um I'd quite like to play more intimate Edinburgh ones because I've only really played Mash House, I think, in Edinburgh. But like Sneaky Peeps and like Cab Hall, I'd really like to um, play places like that. But I'd also love to play just anywhere in London, like literally anywhere. I'm like, someone needs to <laughs> give me my break here. <laughs> like, <laughs> put me in somewhere. Obviously, the like ideal dream one day would be to play Bergheim, but like that's like dreaming large. <laughs> <laughs> but that is like a good goal to look to as well. <laughs> yeah. But also, like I'd re- you'd like need to really cut down on the pop edits before going there. <laughs> that's like actually serious music. <laughs> You'll be the one who brings like pop edits to Bergheim and just <laughs> Berlin sound. Everyone's like, oh my god, like this is that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we've been needing this. <laughs> So, like, are you kind of wanting to play more kind of abroad and stuff like that as well? Would that be, like, a yeah, goal? I'd love to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, honestly, like, does this not worry you? Like, see, like, things about that full DJ and traveller lifestyle where, like, you have to, like, stay up till, like, 7am every day and then, like, catch flights every day. <laughs> and, like, you're not being, like, it actually worries me so much because I'm, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep up with that. Like, <laughs> if that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I don't know like I look at it and I'm like that looks fucking class sometimes but then other times I'm like that would just be a nightmare man like just not sleeping ever like it's so Lady Gaga like no sleep bus other club bus and that's actually I don't know if I want that life (laughs) that's so funny I literally posted that meme on my close friends recently because I've been playing a lot back at home having to like work in London Monday to Friday then get the train back to Glasgow for the weekend coming back on like the Sunday night on Monday morning and start it all over again so I literally posted that I was like why do I feel like this meme right now <laughs> why is that actually me <laughs> really, that me and Lady Gaga are so alike that's mad like hit me up babe <laughs> bestie <laughs> hey doll <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like see when I like sometimes when I watch like maybe if like sometimes I'll put like a wee boiler room set on in the background if I'm like cleaning or whatever and like see when you just look at them you can tell what DJs have literally just been non-stop on the road for like 10 days like they've been like performing all through like Europe and like their last stops like playing at this club in like fucking Barcelona for a boiler room and their actual like black eyes like actually exhausted everyone around them's fucking loving it and they're like miserable and you're like why do they look so sad they're playing boiler room that's so good and then you're like all right it's because they're fucking miserable because they're fucking exhausted and they haven't slept in 10 years (laughs) sleep deprived sleep deprived fucking like drunk hungover both at the same time on a come down like fucking everything you could ask for and they're just that I think that's something people like forget to mention a wee bit like because obviously like DJing is all fun but sometimes you're just like fucking hell like I'm like exhausted like I'm dying like I'm actually dying man. (laughs) This past like two weeks for me has honestly been hell on the like sleep wise schedule (laughs) because like I've been traveling about so much and it's genuinely given me like a taste for like what their kind of life must be like like all these like big DJs and I'm like 
I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I could do it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you guys, I'm just like canceling it. Oh my god, this podcast comes out, and you're like, oh, by the way, I'm not DJing anymore. So take yeah. that down. <laughs> I'm exhausted. This is my big announcement to say that I'm too exhausted to DJ now. I'm stepping down. <laughs> Get your gigs in now before I stop. Make sure they're not outside like Glasgow because I'm not fucking going anywhere else. <laughs> or book me in London, actually. <laughs> no travel that would be ideal yeah so like um is there like anywhere in London that you kind of I know like you've not been there that long but is there anywhere that's kind of caught your eye somewhere that you'd be like oh I'd quite like to play there um I don't really know I haven't really got to know the like the only place I've been well I went to two places I've been to Fabric a couple times which obviously would be like the dream because it's so cool but like that's like a massive thing but the other place was like this warehousey um place um which was really really cool and it was run by like um a cool like queer like I think like queer and like femme sort of night it was really really cool but I find this with a lot of the places I've been in London they're like really really far out um and it was just like a lot of like travel and to go like myself it was a bit scary because it was like that street and stuff like that so I'm kind of like not sure about that place (laughs) apart from that I've literally been nowhere else so no no idea I'll literally you'll find more in the future though you've not been there that long I know it's just like because like honestly when I think about London like there's only like a handful of places I can actually think of that like I actually know because I feel like central London is a lot more kind of they don't really have a lot of kind of like not underground but you know I mean like their stuff is a lot more kind of like mainstream music kind of clubs they have in central London you have to go a bit further out to like the other like parts of London to actually find stuff that's a bit more kind of fun (laughs) yeah yeah because like that place that I was telling you about was like in a like warehouse place so Mm -hmm. it was like far out of London um and like yeah I feel like that's where you have to go to kind of get to all the like wee secret like cool yeah it's kind of like that in Glasgow as well it's like that secret location that's like yeah yeah it's like that um but yeah it's it's just because London's so big like it is quite a trick to actually Mm -hmm. go these places whereas in Glasgow it's like not that bad yeah like if someone's like kind of far out it'll be like half an hour but like yeah. that's like the furthest you'll actually be going before it's like yeah. fucking not Glasgow <laughs> yeah I think that's the type of stuff that you find like kind of people who are like like in London like that's like would be a good way to like kind of find like pals and stuff like that as these kind of like secret week kind of ravey things yeah. like yeah because I feel like that's where the cool people, the people who will actually talk to you will go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there were so many nice people there that night, actually, like, because um, I had my fairy rings on, and, like, they were all, like, complimenting and being like, oh, my God, it's a fairy. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Hi, <laughs> be my pal, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, going forward, like, what goals do you have in mind for, like, your career in DJing and producing? Goals, definitely, like, like we've talked about I want to really focus on production now so that's like my biggest kind of thing I'm trying to like she says that she's got three mixes due in the next <laughs> month but I'm trying to like cut down on the mixes now um to like focus more on that um and I think to be honest like my main goal is working just 
more on like my professional career within the music industry so like that's what I really want to like nail down I don't want it to be just like a hobby or like something that I'm working on on the side like I want it to be like my whole life yeah (laughs) and like everything like I just yeah that's what I really want to focus on now that I'm here like I just want to work my way up and get like the career of my dreams and yeah I'm thinking like production will really help me out as well just like new avenue yeah yeah (laughs) oh my god well you sound like you're in like the right place for it anyways you know like if you're in any position to kind of start working on that like you're probably in the ideal place (laughs) right now I feel like production is just one of those things that like takes you to the next level as Mm -hmm. I feel like you can like release as many mixes as you want but you'll never really get that big unless you have like your own tunes that like people will recognize so I'm like right to get it to this. yeah I know I feel like people like I don't know I don't know if it's like more of an unwritten rule that that's the thing but no one ever like straight up says like you're not gonna do that well as a DJ like outside of like your kind of local club circuit unless you make your own tunes like yeah. no one's yeah. gonna hire you to play someone else's songs you know like no one's gonna come yeah. see you because you play someone else's songs like you need to kind of get like get on Ableton and fucking do we loop and like hopefully yeah. fucking people like it <laughs> yeah literally me and creating the gayest songs you've ever heard <laughs> everyone's like that oh my god like that's her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did those fuck she does those fucking club edits let's get fucking down there yeah. now yeah <laughs> uh, I feel like it's just one of those things that like you inevitably like have to do as a DJ and I've just like I feel like I've been pushing it and pushing it and I've left it like quite a long time to the point where I'm like right I actually have to really start doing it now because <laughs> like time is pushing also I feel like it's one of those things like I don't want to leave it too long and then like be like really embarrassed by releasing a track that's like not that great when I've been like DJing for like five <laughs> years like I want it to still be like oh I'm I'm new I don't know what I'm doing yeah. <laughs> like it's not my fault if it doesn't sound good to you like that's yeah. your position <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, a, I'm a beginner I'm a newbie <laughs> instead of like you've been like DJing for 10 years you've up your name for yourself and you release your first track and everyone's like oh, oh my god yeah. it's like <laughs> over <laughs> cancelled over sorry <laughs> that is literally it like it's so funny the one thing I've noticed about like doing this like thing as well is like the amount of anxiety that comes with like DJing producing is fucking crazy man like people don't talk about it like everyone looks so cool and calm and collected behind the decks but when you actually talk to them everyone's like fucking fighting demons man like everyone is stressed out <laughs> literally it's really yeah I feel like um yeah I feel like now with DJing I've kind of got to that level where I'm like not really that stressed about it anymore um all my worries are all on like the production side of things now um but like when I first started DJing and like when I first started getting bookings oh my god I literally I still do sometimes but I literally used to get like nervous shits before every (laughs) set I played and I used to like um I would like literally plan out like every single aspect of my track like down to like where I was coming in and out of each song and like I would like plan the set list like to a T and like I think that honestly made me more stressed out I don't know if you do this 
but honestly it made me more stressed out because then you're sitting like oh my god then I've got to come out at this time what if I miss that bit no I've like only just learned not to do that like semi-recently like I used to have like notes on my phone like I'd practice the mix like a week in advance before I was actually playing and like I'd be on my notes on the night like fucking being like start mixing in at 45 seconds and I'd be like fucking trying to get that down to a tee and I'm like it's making it not fun do you know what I mean like yeah it was only until like I played like a three-hour thing for like a week in an event that like it was just like me and like I could just play the tunes that like I was like this is a lot more fun just doing it this way like just kind of playing it and like you know just kind of seeing what happens and just doing it naturally because see when you fucking think about it too much it's like yeah take the fun out of it and you just stress yourself out yeah you get too drunk and then you fuck it (laughs) yeah also like I just feel like you play so much like uh just like so many worries on yourself because you're like oh people are going to really notice if I make if I fuck up this mix but they never ever do never do never do the only people that notice are other DJs and if they have something to say about it then you can watch them mix and point out all their flaws and I'll be like ha 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 (laughs) (laughs) like no one's gonna ever be perfect and that's fine if the majority of the like like the crowd that's there who aren't DJs don't notice then like you've done an amazing mix exactly that's it yeah like that's what I was talking about Blair in the last episode and I feel like this is going to come up quite a lot when I interview other DJs as well is that like no one is like going to notice like do you know what I mean like no one notices that stuff unless they are another DJ and if they do notice it then like they'll most likely be sound about it and if they're not sound about it then they're dicks and you shouldn't even like care what they think because they're just bitter bays man like (laughs) pure judging you I'll fucking judge you (laughs) it's funny because like I used to all like used to be so amazed when my friends could like notice before I started DJing when my friends could notice if like other DJs made mistakes because I was like I literally like can't tell like that all just sounds good to me yeah I used to be obsessed with this Pam's Chuck set at Dick Mantle it was like my favorite set ever like so amazing and I went to see him and like watch it live it was so good and then um when I've like listened back to it now as a DJ I'm like wow this is actually full of mistakes but it's so good like it's still amazing but it's funny how at the time I never ever noticed that I just thought it was like a really cool mix of really good songs so like it really puts it into perspective how like little people will actually they are the mistakes like no one actually cares yeah oh my god well that's model story guys no one cares just fucking do what you want yeah (laughs) swear we won't judge you Literally, I don't care if I go into a club and the DJ's clanging every single mix. I'm really like, woohoo! I'm like, ah, come on! I'm like, okay, yeah. that's their style, that's their sound. They're doing that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's satire. <laughs> so we joke. <laughs> Just a wee bit of self promo because we're coming to the end. Like, tell mm. the people like what you have coming up in the next few weeks that they should be looking out for. Well, we've got our first Power Pot Rave that's uh, on Wednesday the 17th of August at La Cheetah. Um, so devils need to get down to that because it'll be, please come down. Yeah, please. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> everyone come down, please. Everyone come down because I've spent so much money and, I, <laughs> and I'm really worried I'm not going to make my money back. <laughs> but I'm also, make it back. not just about the money point, it'll be a really fun night. Um, and to sell it even more rather than getting stamps or anything like that for entry you're getting a glow stick bracelet so like 
you have to come <laughs> you have to come for the glow stick like because this is going to be a big thing guys like Literally. we're gonna you're gonna take over the world <laughs> and you want that first glow stick all your friends and Lucia with your wee glow stick bracelets like what could be better <laughs> come on guys even if you're not interested in the music I think that should fucking sell it man <laughs> tickets are three pounds so like I so come on no excuse man literally no excuses to be like oh I'm skint well, I'm skint I've just spent all this money on this night so. you think you're fucking skint talk to the last who lives in fucking London now not <laughs> <laughs> to last it's a grand in our overdraft <laughs> slay <laughs> <laughs> apart from that I don't have too much because I'm trying to obviously uh, work on my production I do have a super secret mix coming out for a very big and nice platform Ooh. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say it yet but that's very exciting and that'll be on the I think it's the 29th if that's a sad oh no the 27th perhaps of august sometime around the end of august okay cool so people should keep an eye on your instagram which i will plug at the end and they can see it there (laughs) so that'll be really exciting because um yeah i'm just really excited i've got such a nice set plan for it well and um and yeah working on production so that's my main focus fine stuff so like I do like this wee thing where I do like recommendations at the end so like I've got like kind of three categories and like if you could give like a wee recommendation for each one that'd be quite good if you have any in mind what's one track that you've been loving lately there's one on SoundCloud that I have been obsessed with it's like genuinely one of the gayest tunes you've ever heard but it's so good it's called (laughs) Let You Go by Gully Team it's on SoundCloud right it's like it's on the label Nightcore for Total Sluts. <laughs> but it's like Let You Go, but Let has like a 3 instead of a B. Honestly, it is a tune. It is like, it's just so good. And um, what's one song? I know you said that you don't really like playing a song more than once, but is there like any song at all that you like love to play? There's one, it's by this amazing producer who does so many cool edits called, I don't know how you actually say his name, I think it's Funk Tribe You. They have this edit, it's like a stereo love trance edit. It is amazing and like obviously everyone knows stereo love so it always gets like the crowd going so so good. And then it's the Man Eater remix by, <laughs> I don't know how you say this person's name either, Hi <laughs> Mayu. It's so good, it's amazing. Um, so I'd say those are probably my two that I like to play the most but they're oh, just that. like those are fun pop edits, everyone knows them and it just gets everyone going. And like, who is like a DJ slash producer that you think everyone should be listening to? To be honest, like mainly recently I've been listening to quite a lot of like uh, Glasgow, like queer producers. So um been really into Elf's um, tunes. He's actually sent me a few, they're really, really cool. Um, just like nice, like super fast queer tunes and also Talia, like, amazing i went to see her in fabric and literally became obsessed like instantly and um, but i'd never heard like her productions before i'd only heard like her dj sets but all oh, her productions are so good like so so good and she always like collabs with random um like glasgow producers as well and it's just like so so good i love her song so much but yeah that set literally blew me away at fabric like it was amazing 
Amazing. You could definitely tell when it was her that came on as well because like the tunes were so slow before and then obviously this like big Glasgow DJ where the tunes are so hard and instantly the BPM just got like cracked right up and I was like, that'll be her. <laughs> she has arrived. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much. Oh, wasn't that nice? Oh, I had such a good wee chat with Inez. That was lovely and I hope you enjoyed it nearly as much as I did. Um, I'm going to plug her stuff so you can all follow her, keep on track of what she's doing and give her the love she deserves. So you can find her on Instagram under Inez.gla, Glasgow. So that is i-n-e-z full stop g-l-a and her soundcloud is just inez i-n-e-z it will be linked in the description by the way in case you get a bit lost and also make sure to follow her new DJing platform powerpot which on instagram is powerpot.series which i will also link and the soundcloud for that is just power space pot that's two words power pot and yeah keep an eye out for her she'll be posting all the stuff she gets up to djing production or otherwise on there so make sure you keep your beady eyes out and support local queer female djs thank you and yeah i'll see you all next week for another episode thank you so much again for listening it means a lot it means a lot for everyone who's been interacting the past few weeks like i do put quite a lot of time into this oh my god we're getting honest at the gig so i do put a lot of time into this so it means a lot for everyone that's given me feedback or like even like you know kirstie blair and now inez for like just agreeing to be on this it helps a lot I just really want to, you know, showcase some amazing talents, not just in Glasgow, but a bit further out. I know it seems like I only talk about Glasgow at the moment, but we're going to, we're going to branch out. But yeah, keep on listening and keep with the journey and we'll see where it goes. Oh, and also I'm going to plug it again. Please follow the Instagram. I'll put it in the bio. Helps a lot. And interacting on that helps a lot too, not just on Spotify or Apple Music. So yeah, thank you so much guys. Love you all. I've been Gloss. Goodbye.